turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Whoa. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oh, the world has lost. Oh, what has the world lost? One of the greatest men of all time. No. The world has lost a pioneer. Hugh Hefner, dead. Age 91 years old. A man who would choose to go deaf because he wants to continue to use Viagra. He was 91 years old. He died of natural causes at his home while surrounded by friends and family. His son Cooper, the chief creative officer, Playboy Enterprises said in a statement, My father lived an exceptional, impactful life as media and a cultural pioneer and a leading voice behind some of the most significant social and cultural movements of our time in advocating free speech, civil rights, and sexual freedom. He defined a lifestyle and an ethos that is in the heart of Playboy brand. He was born in April 1926. He borrowed $8,000 to develop a publication, eventually built it into an iconic media empire. He played off the puritanical attitudes toward sex in America. He was the pipe-smoking, silk-pajama-wearing, center of constant fantasy parties. He was characterized as an oversexed Peter Pan as he kept a harem of young blondes that numbered as many as seven at his mansion. He says he's never going to grow up. He said that when he was 82 years old. It's a pretty fine time to say I'm never going to grow up. The Playboy Mansion was sold to his neighbor, Darren Metropolis, in August 2016 for $100 million. Part of the deal was he was allowed to live in that home till his passing days. And that's what I have. That's about all that I have for you. I wish that I had more, but that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Now I need to go grieve. Okay, probably don't need to go grieve, but you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, small product review. I got the Apple Watch. I'm not thrilled with it, but then again, I see a lot of the promise with it. The new Watch 3. It's fun to make phone calls from your wrist. Um, it's fun to be untethered from your phone, so you're feeling like you're not always carrying it with you. I think that's kind of slightly important. Um, and the health benefits are getting a little bit better and better. It's still not there. But I'm happy to say that I think that it will get there in my lifetime. And I think Apple's on to something. 
once again, when we first saw the watch, we were like, that's not much. Never buy the first generation or second generation of anything by Apple. Uh, I can guarantee you when they do come out with their HomePod speaker, it'll be good. But in two to three generations from now, it'll be great. Um, That's kind of their MO, in my opinion. Just throwing it out there. So little tax reform deals and details are sparking applause on Wall Street. Now, again, do I expect this to go through this year? No. Do I expect it to move the stock market higher in the next 12 months? Yes. I'm a Wall Street guy. I'm a stock talk guy. A concrete GOP plan to keep stocks rising. What's in the plan? We're seeing the elimination of tax rates from the 10% down to zero. We're seeing the 39.5% on the high end. Maybe it goes to 35%. We don't know. Uh, we see a lot of time now to debate it now that healthcare is essentially done, dead. We see the corporate tax rate being proposed from 35% down to 20%. So we see three major tax categories, 12%, 25 and 35 and the fourth one is zero. It would double the standard deduction for married couples to 24000 It would preserve mortgage and charitable deductions. It would eliminate state and local tax deductions. And then you get into states like California and New Jersey. Um, believe it or not, um, there's other states out there that are considered, you know, um, like Wisconsin is considered a tech state, New York. So as far as, you know, the high cost of living and the, the, the jobs that are there, the tax package would roughly double the standards of deductions. But the eliminating of state and tax, local tax deductions, that would be meh. So I could make it particularly hurtful to upper income residents of high tax states such as ta- uh, New York and California. The proposed plan doesn't seek to change the current rates on capital gains and dividends, which top out at about 20%. So capital gains and dividends top out about 20%. If they were to go to 15% and you had a big stake in Apple, maybe you'd do something about it. The Republican plan would also include a one-time tax repatriation tax to encourage companies to bring home profits generated overseas. Companies like Apple, companies like Microsoft, Cisco, Google all have a ton of cash overseas. Tax reform plan is expected to cost trillions of dollars in lost revenue. Some of it's going to be offset by the elimination of yet-to-be-identified tax breaks. But Wall Street goes, woohoo, party, party, party. And that can move the stock market higher for the next 12 to 18 months, depending on the timing and likelihood of everything. So you want one reason to plant a flag? I claim this land for Roberto Negro. Me. That's all I got for you. So politics do run into kind of a a crossover, or they do hit uh, Main Street and and, and Wall Street. All All of them do cross into each other. There's no doubt about it. Um... One stock that I think is always interesting in the current market environment, we have seen a shift in the last week towards a weaker stock market of tech stocks and a stronger stock market of financials. As the Federal Reserve has said, we will raise interest rates. And there's a shifting evaluation going on where we're looking at some value. Three lagging sectors of the stock market came in their own, and that makes it very hard to think that this market is going to turn significantly lower anytime soon. The Dow Jones Transportation Avenue, uh, Avenue. the Dow Jones Transportation Average hit an all-time high. The financial sector started to move higher, XLF. 
into new area, new ground. And the Russell 2000 also broke into a new area. And that comes despite a rather unsettling drop in high-flying tech stocks just a few days ago. I like it a lot. Transportation stocks, planes, trains, and automobiles, they kind of tell us where we're going. They kind of say, Wall Street thinks in the next six months we're going to be doing business. Financial stocks tell us that not only are we going to be doing business, but we're going to be lending money and borrowing money to do business. The small cap stocks tell you that America's doing great. Over the past month, high-flying tech stocks have struggled, but this is not a cause for investors to flee stocks as a whole because there's someone who stepped up to take leadership. The cognitive dissonance between the mar- what the market is doing right now and what we think it should be doing makes it interesting, and that's what I love about the sanity of investing. It keeps me sane. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. There's always a seminar coming up. Check out robblackshow.com, and when you do, you'll see that there's one coming up, and you can use radio code RADIO25, RADIO25 to get in for free. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. This is Stock Talk, where I dedicate the hour to talking about stock sectors and making money. So right now we're seeing tech stocks slip while financials Russell 2000 and Dow Transports climbs. Which one do I like? I like them all. If I'm looking for a bargain and I've got too much tech, I'm looking for financials. If I've got too much financials because I've been loading up on them for a year, two years, and maybe I'm looking for tech which has run away from me. I don't know. Who are you? Who are you? Let's talk um, money investing in more. One area that I want to talk about is Walmart. Man, I keep hearing that Walmart's going to die and that Amazon's going to kill them. But I remember that Walmart is the world's largest show me, don't tell me stock. Even though the the giant retailer is credibly fighting back against Amazon. Investors still have a lot of, of like, skepticism with it, right? Walmart's done a lot in buying web companies that kind of were up and coming that Amazon looked at and go, eh, we don't need you. So they've kind of taken the leftovers, and that creates a significant opportunity for Walmart to demonstrate what they're doing and what they've done. So a two-day analyst meeting that basically runs in October, I want to say 9th and 10th, we will see the corporate story on technology. And it's an upcoming event. Now, I love upcoming events. I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. There's something called an economic calendar. And briefing.com does a really nice job of having a, brief, of a, cal- of having a calendar. And sometimes these are upcoming events. Sometimes they're tied towards medical releases. Sometimes they're tied towards earning guidance, um, analyst days. There's a lot going on with economic calendars. And I highly recommend that you check them out um, so you can kind of see what events may be moving your stock or your portfolio down the road. Um, Sometimes it's conferences. I think that's just as important to jump in on. Um, the IPO calendar should be taken a look at so you can figure out what the heck these companies are. Roku is coming out. I'm coming out. Um, do, 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 do. 
Right? I'm coming out. Everyone on the dance floor, rock singing. No, everyone away from the dance floor. You melt if you hear him. But it kind of tells us what's kind of catching on in the investor's eye. Now, who sounds better, me? I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. I want the world to know. I got to let it show. Hold on, I got to put on my, my magical earphones that make me hear the music better. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. You will never, got to let ever, it show. ever have a career I'm coming out. There's a new me coming out, and I just had to live. I want to give. I'm completely positive. Man, how can you get the word live, give, and positive back to back to back? Back to back to back. back. The time has come for me to break out of the shell. I have to shoot. I have to shout that I'm coming out. Oh, Robert, I think you just killed my favorite song of all time. This can't be your favorite song of all time, you freakazoid. There is a new me coming out. So I'm doing a segment dedicated to not National Coffee Day. Oh, no, 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 no. That's coming out, my friends. I'm talking about Walmart and a big event that they're having in October, Investor Day, where they're going to talk about technology. And as ludicrous as this sounds, Amazon is like the skiv that cuts down traditional retailers. Walmart's 30-plus e-commerce growth, positive store traffic, capacity for investment is buffers. It's something we're paying attention to. 50% of the company's revenue comes from grocery sales, something that historically has been relatively immune to online sales, but not anymore. We're seeing Amazon hit it with Whole Foods. We know some facts are true, and they're pretty well known. Walmart has a key challenge, and the number one key challenge that Walmart has is that investors are skeptical. They're not spectacle. They're skeptical. This ultimately means management must do more than just confirm the status quo at the pending meeting coming up in October. If they succeed, the stock could respond. Option trading patterns indicate investors have no strong directional bias at this point in time. We don't know what they're going to do at their big conference. We know that coming up after October 9th and 10th, what do we have for Walmart? Santa! But other than Santa, what do we have coming up? Just the same old, same old, right? Busted eardrums. I can't hear you. Oh, I got busted eardrums. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, coming up, I'm going to be talking about Buffalo Wild Wings playing a game of chicken. <laughs> so Goldman Sachs. Oh, man. I was watching Food Inc. last night. Talking about getting depressed about eating chicken and, and meat and red meat. I think Netflix documentaries have it in for me living life. I think they hate me. Next thing, there's going to be a, a, a documentary on like alcohol and how it hates your liver. Walmart was um, basically a stock that hasn't done a lot. And again, do I think this is going to be their coming out party? Is this going to be the one where they're going to let the world show how great they are at tech? Do I believe it? I'm skeptical, too. I've been in Walmart, and it doesn't sell me. But this is their time. 
this is when they should start pulling together some of their digital initiatives and showing us that it's not going to all go the way of Amazon. And I've put four orders into Amazon in the last 48 hours because I'm kind of a big deal. They've given me a special, special access to something called Amazon Prime that it's, they've only given to very few people. I can order something and get it the same day. I'm kind of all that in a bucket of chicken. So back to Walmart and trying to finish this up. The stock has edged slightly higher recently. Walmart is around $80. Um, I'm encouraged to see that there's some value in a bullish thesis. There's value in Walmart stock. And what people are trying to say is, will Walmart kind of play along with the world of Amazon and get more in delivery? I think they have the capacity to do it. I do. Do they have the drivers? Do they have the know-out? That's all stuff that dollars can figure out later on. Now, with that said, you got to do a lot of homework. And you got to list that conference call on October 9th and 10th, the investor conference that they're having. Walmart's been pushed into a corner, and no one backs baby into a corner. You know what I'm saying, donkey? Yeah. You find me online at robblackshoe.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Some 10 to 15 years ago, there was a story out there that the world's coffee crop could disappear. That there was a fungus among us that was going to take it down. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Did you know that coffee was originally called Arabian wine to Europeans? Would you like some coffee? Today is that day. It's a holiday, ladies and gentlemen. It's a coming out day for coffee. Free discounted cups of coffee. Oh, no. I've messed up. Today's not the day. Oh, no. It's tomorrow. Woe is me. Oh, it's inconceivable. Friday's National Coffee Day, and the best way to celebrate it is with a free cup of coffee. Um, you, you know, is it 7-Eleven? They plan to give members of its seven rewards program a weekend of free coffee, but they canceled that promotion. So they just want to do caffeine fix on Friday. Dunkin' Donuts, buy a medium or larger cup of coffee and get a medium hot coffee free. That's not a free cup of coffee. That's buy one, get one free. Uh, Krispy Kreme, it's National Coffee Weekend. Get one free hot brewed cup of coffee. Or an ice premium blend, Friday through Sunday. Small. McDonald's, who I've heard credibly is changing their name to McDonald's. So McDonald's has gotten sued by one of the former founders, and now they're going to have to change all of the franchise names to McRonald's. For a limited time, you can get a specialty coffee for $2 at participating locations. That doesn't sound like a free cup of coffee. What's wrong with this promotion? If you purchase five McCafe drinks, you get one free. This is crazy. Pete's Coffee. Come on. Pete's is going to save us on this one, aren't they? 25% off all beans and a free drip coffee. Okay, good. Oh, with a with a purchase. If you buy beans, you get a free drip coffee. Oh, jeez. Starbucks. Starbucks, the mecca of coffee. They, they've got us covered, right? Let's see. Let's see. National Coffee Days could be taking over their stores. This is good. 
for three days, there will be no menu boards. That doesn't make any sense. The company's going to share information with customers about how their coffee purchases have made a difference and the company's commitment to ethical and sustainable source coffee. Jesus. There's no free coffee at Starbucks either on National Coffee Day? Come on. Caribou Coffee? No! They're going to donate 10% of the purchase to cancer care? This isn't right! There's something wrong! Go! Cinnabon. Cinnabon's got it covered, right? Yes, they do. 12 free ounce cup of coffee. Participate in locations nationwide. So now all I have to do is go to a freaking airport to get my cup of coffee. Coffee beanery. Once again, LA being douches that they are. Rip off Starbucks and rip off Pete's and rip off Caribou Coffee and they come up with the coffee bean. Uh, fresh brewed cup of coffee for a dollar all day. I hate LA. I'll be honest with you. I always thought that was going to be cliche. Nope. I actually like Orange County. I hate LA. No way, fool. I know. So other things about coffee you didn't know that I could do a whole segment on coffee. A cup of Starbucks exists in every scene of the movie Fight Club. So you know the movie Fight Club. David Fincher, director. Extraordinary movie. Okay. Good movie. Okay. Overrated movie. Okay, a movie I wouldn't watch on HBO at 3 o'clock in the morning after having gone on a, 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 a beer-guzzling night. But every scene in Fight Club has a cup of Starbucks coffee. Ain't that interesting? And that only stopped Fincher. Apparently Starbucks was all right with the usage, right? There was a point in time where a coffee shop is destroyed by a giant rolling ball. <laughs> yes, you guessed it. Yes. Um, the two oldest cats that have ever lived. Let's just talk about the oldest cat, because we don't want to talk about two of them. Let's just talk about the oldest. It was a cat named Cream Puff. Lived 38 years old. His owner fed her, or her owner fed her a cup of coffee every morning along with bacon, eggs, and broccoli. Now, I bring this up not to say that coffee will help you and your cat live a long life. I bring this up to show you how freaking fracking crazy the world is and how off our rockers we are. Jake Perry fed his cat bacon, eggs, and broccoli. I will never cut anyone off on the freeway. I will never flick anyone off on the freeway. If you want to cut in line at a Giants game, feel free. I don't care because you might be that weirdo who gives your cat bacon, eggs, and broccoli and a cup of coffee. And you also might be the guy who has a gun that goes on a killing spree and shoots everyone. And I would say, I knew it! I knew it all along! The guy fed his cat bacon and eggs! Now, let's get all papal on you. The veracity of this legend is a bit hazy. But don't let that stand in the way of a good story. Pope Clement VII. Maybe it was Pope Clement VIII. Once again, never let the facts get in the way of a good papal story. While traveling, he was such a fanatic of coffee. He, some fanatics considered coffee the drink of the devil and asked the Pope to ban it. Guess what Pope Clement Seventh or the Eighth said when he drank his first cup of coffee? Was it hallelujah? No. He said, this drink is so delicious that it would be a sin to let it only misbelievers drink it. Let's defeat Satan by blessing the drink, which contains nothing objectionable to a Christian. 
the song that had the Gregorian chants in it back in the 1990s, early 90s. Enigma. Let's play a little Enigma here because there's a funny side story. Not that I'm one to get off on side stories. But Pope, the seventh, Pope Clement VII or Pope Clement VIII once said, Coffee is so delicious that it would be a sin to let only misbelievers drink it. Let's defeat Satan by blessing the drink, which contains nothing objectable to a Christian. Okay, so here's Enigma, right? Somehow this turned into a pop song. Rob was a young man. Over 20, under 30. Rob had a CD player. Rob had kicking speakers. Rob had a kicking amp. Little Enigma in. Little Saturday night. Get my girl crush, Jennifer, over on a Saturday night. Cook her dinner. Nice chicken and rice. Throw in some wine. Sit on a couch. Turn off the lights. Play a little Enigma. I'm kind of a big deal. Throw out odd facts about Popol Papal legends and how they think coffee is the work of the devil. No, no, they think it's delicious. What do you think it is? She tells me and I laugh. I make her feel empowered with her sense of humor. Very you get funny. the idea. So 11 o'clock rolls around. I'm thinking, now's the time. Enigma's going to kick in. Now's the time. Now is the time to strike. And I go in. And her breath is raunchy. Her breath is the worst breath I've ever smelt, tasted in my life. Her breath smells as if a mouse crawled into it, vomited, and died. It her makes mouth me smells as nauseous. If, it doesn't make you nauseous. It makes you nauseated. Her mouth was nauseous. It's like the word toxic and intoxicated. Alcohol is toxic. It makes you intoxicated. It doesn't make you nauseous. Nauseous would mean other people get nauseated around. And now you know. Starbucks is uh, basically themed with Moby Dick. If you've ever taken a look at the cup of coffee. The, originally, the company was supposed to be Pequod's after the name uh, of the boat in Moby Dick. But hearing the tagline, have a cup of Pequod, just sounded dirty. It just sounds dirty. And something about a white whale in your cup of coffee? No! The nautical theme that extends to the mermaid logo comes from the desire to keep up with a seafaring history of coffee. The original New York... Oh, Flipper's here. Hey, Flipper. Really? You want an Xbox for Christmas? Do they even make uh, controllers for your, your Flippers? No? Weird. Flipper wants an Xbox for Christmas. The northernmost landmass on Earth is called what? Coffee Club Island. Coca-Cola makes a canned cup of coffee called Georgia. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more, talking stocks. Shares of Tesla are out always in the news, it feels like. The electric car makers expected to end the year having burned through more than $10 billion in cash in its lifetime. With that out there, don't you actually have to say, that's a warning. Tesla and its shares are kind of uh, not an enigma, but they're kind of um, sought after, right? They're kind of like people want to love or hate it. So a lot of people are bullish on the evolution of the electric car market. No matter what you say, the four GMs of the world, it feels like gas models are struggling. Trucks, not so much. Uh, self-driving, we're like, ooh, tell me more. By the end of 2017, Tesla will have gone through an unprecedented $10.6 billion of money. It's got $60 billion market cap. It's never had a cash flow positive year. If you're negative on the stock, you argue that the level of capital spending is unprecedented and that Tesla will inevitably run out of cash. But if you're bullish or more optimistic on the company, you think their spending is on par for a company uh, that's going to be a high-growth company that's going to change the world. The question is, are there any precedences to look at a company that can burn through $60 billion of cash so fast? Tesla's $60 billion uh, valuation you know, is a vote of confidence. It says, ah, yeah, you could burn through $10 billion, and we still love you. So we hope you don't do that in the future. But, you know, uh, at one point in time, Walmart and Home Depot burn through $10 billion. Even if you disregard that cash burn rate, you have to be worried about the company's ability to deliver upon its long-term vert, uh, vision and how that vision would be a vision of profitability. You know, can they pull it off with gross margins, with quality, and being on time? Gross, mar- gross margins are the biggest worry for people. They set, like, the baseline for profitability in the future. So if your gross margins are... You know, Apple enjoys incredibly high gross margins. You can get a high-definition TV streaming box cheaper than you can than Apple. Apple doesn't want to sell it because they're going to sacrifice margins. The Model 3 gross margins exasperate the company's negative cash flow because Model 3 quality issues overwhelm Tesla service centers and undermine the brand. So this is going to be essential to proving the viability of the Tesla's business model if they can get the quality good enough that the Model 3 is not always getting fixed. Because if it's always getting fixed, you're going to see a moment of panic where people are going to say, you can't run through $10 billion of cash and expect us to continue to fix your problems because you came out with a low-quality car. So in the last 12 months, Tesla's up 66%. Woohoo! So a lot of analysts have price targets that are lower on it. Now, when you look at Tesla, there's a couple different businesses now other than just the Model 3, but a lot like Apple. Apple's all about the iPhone. Tesla's all about the Model 3 right now. But some people would say, don't forget about the battery business, the Gigafactory in Reno, or Solar City. You know, those are things that will develop over time nicely, whether it's semi-trucks, ride-sharing, your power bill, gasoline, uh, network of superchargers. Amazon didn't make a profit for 10 years, and they gained market share, market share, market share, market share. Now Amazon's considered dominant. So we got these things to, you know, go down the road. 
Musk has over a billion dollars of incentive pay riding on a few quarters of those inflated margins. So Tesla's calculated profit margins like a lot of other big automakers, and they're going to manage it initially pretty great. I've got a friend who is a big believer that McDonald's, when they first introduced Chicken McNuggets, they were like real whole white meat, chicken breast. And sometime after about three months of bait and switch happened, they started putting beaks and chicken butt and chicken foot and chicken toe and chicken neck and chicken earlobe and chicken shoulder and chicken shoulder bits and chicken wing and chicken flap and chicken gizzard and chicken chicken. Um, and I think he's I think he's right. And that's the question on Tesla. Did their first rollout of cars look high end? And then at the end, they have to start sacrificing quality for quantity. Big question on Tesla. Um, I own no shares of Tesla. Can't figure out how to how, can't figure out how to do it correctly. The CEO of Chevron is stepping down, and he's handing handling handing the mantle to one of the refiners, um, Mike Worth. And successor failure starts at the top. A lot of people think you know Apple was willed higher by Steve Jobs. You could take a look at the 49ers with Jed York, and the moment he's kind of stepped in, a lot of people see they've gone to heck in a handbasket. So can't give it all the credit, can't take it all away. But that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The rich are predictably getting richer. Where are the most millionaires being minted? Russia, Brazil, and Canada. Canada? I want to blame Canada on this one. With the ranks of millionaire next door, between 1 and 5 million investable assets, it increased by 7.4%. The number of people in the top 1% of the high net worth world, those at least 30 million investable assets, grew by about 8.3% year over year. Russia is one of the countries across Europe, Asia, Pacific, North America, and Latin America, where high net worth populations grew by double digits. It's good to be a Russian. Da! Wadka. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If I offended anyone, I apologize. <laughs>